podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins, Steve Collins, and Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Hey, everybody! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, I am still alive. I'm still going to be back into the podcast, but this is episode two of Coach Bill's conversation with Coach Charles. Um, they explore the effective way to to, to teach drills to maximize retention, so you can remember it. Um, they're going to talk about the blitz offense. They're going to talk about coaching youth hoops, which I'll, both of those I'll put down below. But I wanted to tell you, I am alive, and I will be back to regular schedule programming soon. So um, off to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah, go ahead. as you're teaching, so how do you usually, like this looks like a nice offense and you get something good to try. When you're teaching something like this, do you just um, kind of walk through it slowly or do you try to add in a defense or how do you, how do you typically try to implement a new yeah offense? yeah uh, I no I I won't start it off with defense uh, we'll just go we'll just set up in a I do teach a kind of you know here's every not everything well here's the basic structure and then we break it down and then we go then we add defense at at that point so for example what I mean is we'll start on five on zero and just get those down screens going, ball handoffs, move in. And that, you know, then they then they start to get how, you know, the pattern. Um, the other thing is um, I'll show them pictures. So they'll see this. All my players have the playbook. I don't okay. expect, you know, I would love for them to all go in. I know they don't. So, but it's there. And I bring out, you know, print out so they can visually see it as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we walk through it and then you can see every play has notes, they can read it, right? And what I love to do is then, even at the fifth grade level, is have, you know, this is you, you pick your, you know, your person that you think, you know, gets the offense, maybe your higher IQ basketball player, to uh, repeat it. So it's peer-to-peer teaching. And then that, okay. that last phase, peer-to-peer teaching, because they'll talk in their own words, right, to their peers, uh, and uh, that helps a lot as well. Um, and if you go to, actually, it's kind of funny you bring that up because uh, I just did, I was, another thing, I was getting a little frustrated in bringing this URL up for you, um, and I'll put it in the show notes of the podcast as well, but um, uh, I was, it's like, what, why, what am I missing? Why don't, why aren't players remembering plays? You know, and this is really simple. It's not like it's very complex, the defense, really. Down screen, come up the down screen, get a ball handoff, and then do it on the other side if you can't drive, right? Like, what? Is, what okay, and I, you know, I don't blame it on them. I blame it on the way I was teaching, right? Anything. So I dove into, like, okay, how do people and how do kids remember things? And how do you teach things, right, in, in something like this? So if you, um, you know, pop this... Um, in our chat. And like I said, I will put this in the show notes, but if you go to this URL, you can download this um, PDF. um, And I walk through the seven steps of how to teach drills. 
And it's something I've okay. been doing now. Um, and it seems to be working really well. It's just take, it's just taken me a while to figure it out. So, but I figured, you know what, I'm sure I can't be the only one that's struggling with this. And I know I'm not after seeing what's on the Facebook group. Um, yeah, that's the, we have that situation just, you know, we'll go through it and practice and kind of get it down. And once we get into the game, we kind once of you get, yeah. forgot, completely forgot what we did. <laughs> yeah. And that happens too, right? Kids are under pressure. And then, you know, just like any of us would be right. Kind of panic and then forget what we're supposed to forget yeah. what we're supposed to do. But you know, that I think that the seven steps should kind of help you. Uh, you know, some, some kids are more visual learners, right? They actually need to see, to see it. Um, you know, uh, I use um, basketball play creator to create the plays. So everything's animated so they can actually see the animations too and, and things going around. Um, but what I found is kind of that last step where I have one of my better players explaining it. And I yeah, hear sure. that at the end of our huddle is because we do this wrap up at the end of our, um, at the end of our, our practices. And a lot of times the comment is, you know, I want to give a shout out. This is P the kids talking to one another. I want to give a shout out to X player because she helped me walk through the play today. And I, cause I couldn't remember what to do. And that's exactly what you want to encourage. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I'll definitely give that a, give that a shot. Um, what you're seeing on the screen too, I think this is important to point out is sometimes the, um, let's see for, so for example, two is coming or three is coming up for the ball handoff and uh, three's defender will get in between. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we have, we call this messy keeper. What we have is one just opens up to the basket because right now they're doing a ball handoff and then they, then they open up towards the basket now and three comes right off of their shoulder and they're always open because one, as they're spinning acts as a uh, quasi screener and X three is always ends up behind and you throw it ahead and you're wide open for a layup. Okay. So it works really well too. Again, it's called messy keeper. Um, but yeah, and I and again, I feel your pain, coach. I've been through it, been through it for multiple years, uh, at different levels, uh, and I just wanted something, you know, with two hours of practice that also works against the zone, right? Because you don't have a lot of time. Then you get to do your zone offense, and then your man offense. Um, it's just it's not enough time to get two different types of offenses in there, and then you expect them to re try to remember it, right? And then you get frustrated when, why aren't you overloading against the zone? We worked on this in practice. Yeah, you did it for 10 minutes, right, in one right. practice session. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's part of the problem is just not having enough time to practice it. But we have other activities, and I want them doing other activities. So, yeah. So I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. What else can I answer for you? I hope that was helpful. Not that I want you to um, implement a new offense all of a sudden, but I think what what uh, the reason I get excited talking about the the blitz attack is just because I've been there and I struggled with the same struggles that you're having and until I sat down and really just pondered over it. Like, how can I open up the middle? At least my girls can get into the, you have a shot at doing a layup, right? Because I know we're not really good shooters. Had all this ball watching on the weak side, 
Um, they're not knowing what to do or even remember what to do. Well, what if I do kind of this motion hybrid kind of zoom action hybrid um, situation? And we started tweaking it and, and uh, running it and the kids picked it up really quickly. Like I said, literally within the first uh, hour of practice, um, we had it and then we broke it down. And that was the other thing I was going to share with you. We do then breakdown drills, like some of these, um, they're further back here in this PDF. But um, yeah, we have a bunch of breakdown drills that we then use. Um, there's also plays. That's what you're seeing here. Um, some plays and quick hitters. Again, that's more more advanced um, as you as you build uh, on the offense itself. And you, all the blobs, sideline, side out of bounds plays, they all eventually go back into the offense. So you're right back into it. But what I was going to show you here is, um, yeah, so here's a good example, right? This is just a, a breakdown a breakdown drill that we do. Um, just for practicing the ball handoffs, practicing the rolls to the basket. Um, these are just one-on-one -on -one drills. We have a whole series of things that we do on a daily basis called the daily vitamins. And those are moves that you might do in this offense. And we practice those every day, right? Um, but let me see. Yeah, so here's a good set of two, two, yeah, 2v2 reads, right? So just simple ball handoff. They don't even have the screener, right? Just working on ball handoffs and coming off the ball handoff. What does the defense do, right? And try to get, whoops, try to get around that corner. Um, there's several options there. Now we have a three versus three situation, right? Down screens. And then, so we just layer it, right? To work on it. And the biggest thing I would, uh, I would say that I added, um, you know, fairly recently was teaching the weak side, what to do. And again, let me go back. That weak side, the, the most crucial thing they have to do is wait. <laughs> so talking about ball watching, you know, right? We're kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, ball watch for a second. And if you see that your player can't get around the corner, then you do, then you, then you do a stampede cut right towards them to get that ball handoff. Right. And what that does is it's kind of funny the reaction of the defenders when they're down in their that corner because you kind of freeze them like what is this what is my player doing you know what is she going to do and they just don't know and then boom all of a sudden you just take off because you're watching your teammate from the other side and I'll to be honest I they didn't struggle with that concept I wasn't sure how they were going to grasp that that wait period and then gosh when do I come up. It's like, hey, they came up as soon as that as soon as they saw their player couldn't get around the corner for a drive, they they came up and got the ball handoff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that um, let's see, it was going to show you, but I think you can probably visualize what I was kind of speaking in that that I showed you earlier is that patience in the corner. Do you practice getting into this in transition? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Absolutely. Um, I think we have some missed opportunities on transition because we have a couple quick girls who could get down the court quickly, but then when we try to get into an offense, it's always super slow process and everybody defense gets set and kind of lose yeah. momentum. Yeah, we get right into it. So um, this kind of speaks to it a little 
bit. Um, this is our press break. Um, it doesn't depict it exactly. Let me see if I have a better picture for you. But yeah, it gets right into it. So we go, let me see if it's here. Oh yeah, right here. So kind of this is our fast break, fast breaker if we're getting across. So, but this is a good, I guess, illustration. So what we do is we teach our players to run wide. So two and two with the ball handler having freedom to go up the middle. Okay. First look is always, hey, can our one just take it all the way? If not, then what happens is the first person, in this case two, the first person down goes to the corner. Okay. And I can actually pop that up a little bit. Um, two goes right to the corner. Four is the wing person who then goes, you know, obviously this is running fast. So they go right in to set a down screen on two, start the ball handoffs and see what happens at that point. And of course, five and three, depending on their speed, they're also getting into that down screen situation on the other side. And then we're right into that offense. The, you, you say the five always goes to this side and the four always goes to this side. Or... I don't. I used to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, that's one of those things that you, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't do it anymore. I did, but what I found that to also be confusing. Oh, five. I'm the five today. And then I go right. over on this side. And you're side, seven girls and in then, and out and they change numbers. Exactly right. So, I'm just like, okay, if you, so a lot of times this perfect question is you might have three girls over here. I'm actually okay with that. Then what I, what we work on is if there's three over here, um, then uh, one has to cut across behind the ball handler, right? To go set the down screen on the opposite side. And then we work on the ball handler, man, if you only see one on one side, try to look and turn the corner and go in for a basket. Or if you can't make it, then start the offense on the other side. So um, that seems to work really well. It's less remembering what side I need to be on. They know that they need to go two and two and get right into the offense. And we have, uh, let's see if I have the drills. I'm sure we have the drills in here. Um, uh, I don't know if I have the drills in here, but I should. Anyway, I have drills for that as well. We That's one of the first drills we do at practice um, to start practice is I have everybody under the basket in a circle and they're going around in a circle. It's five on O, right? I've had defense in there once in a while, but five on O, right? Um, I either, uh, if I make the basket, I'm the shooter. So if I make it, Right. They take it out and work on our out of bounds and quickly getting it out and up the court and then into our fast break. If I miss it, then they, you know, they just run it as a fast break. So we work on one, you know, one or my second best ball handle. They know who that is by now, because, again, something we talk about. They come and get the ball and everybody's down the court into the fast break. They split up two, go down, set the screens and go. And that way, right, like to start a practice, it also just gets them running Right sure. and moving and yeah, we just get right into it. So I think I have, I think I, in this booklet though, I think that is in there. If not, it's a really good thing I, I need to add. Um, 
We do a four on four continuous that kind of talks to that as well. It's a really nice drill. Um, but yeah, uh, but anyway, that's, yeah, that's one of the drills that we do to get right into the offense. And we work, that's something we work on on a daily basis um, uh, to help them um, know what, where, what spots to go in. Again, I've done it with uh, fourth and uh, our fifth graders up. So I know that it works um, definitely at that, at that age level. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. good. That's definitely uh, worth a look at. Cause I think that the biggest thing is keeping it simple, right? Keeping it simple for them and having some basic, you know, this is what I do. This is what I do in, in transition offense. This is what I do in the out of bounds play. They all know that it's, it's pretty interesting how the light bulb goes on when you tell them like you're, baseline out of bounds play connects right into your offense and you show that visually and then demonstrate it on the court. And it's like, aha, right. You see the light bulb go on, how that right. connects together. Um, and that's what I love. Right. I love seeing that because then they're starting to get the conceptual, right. Conceptually understanding things. And that's what you need them to understand. And yeah, you can see here, this is one of our, um, uh, this is one we run a lot um, uh, in uh, out of bounds play. Do I have the continuity on the, I, uh, I don't have the continuity on this one, but it goes right back into our, right back into our offense. Um, so it works pretty seamlessly together. Sure. Yeah. Something we can work on is transitioning from making out of bounds play to the offense or transition into offense and trying to make that more seamless. But at the end of the day, I always tell them, I'm like, why do we run plays, right? And, you know, why do we run a, a baseline out of bounds play? Why do we even run an offense? And it's really so I know where my other teammates are supposed to be, right? And, you know, especially for the inbounds plays, I said, if, one, if the defender falls asleep and you're right underneath the basket, do you have to run a play? I'm like, you don't have to right. run a play. Just get the ball in and shoot it, Right. right. I said, plays are just there, you know, they're designed so, you know, we can trick the defense. And, uh, and so you, so you know exactly where your other players are, are going. So you don't run into one another. Right. Right. So, um, you know, that, that's a level of understanding that I think is important to explain to them as well. Some, cause sometimes they'll freeze, right? Like, uh, where was I supposed to go? And they'll just stop and be in the way. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get that sometimes on an out-of-bounds play. Maybe a girl's defender forgot where they were, so they'll just give her the ball, shoot the ball, but they're like, no, we got to run our play. Right, 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 right. They're standing right in front of the basket, yeah. right in front of the out-of-bounds person. Now i got to run the play. They're right. going, yeah. And you're yelling, she's open, hand it to her. Right? Yeah, totally. That's kids. They're learning. They're learning. We just have to have patience. Yep. Anything else I can answer or help with? I hope, hopefully that was, I mean, I, you know, again, I think the best thing is just to come up with something that, however you teach it, just make it really simple for them to understand and, and, and look, uh, download that um, PDF that I just shared too, because I think that'll be very helpful um, in understanding how to teach drills um, so players remember a little bit more. Uh, I'm pretty excited about doing it for my third grade team too, and, and um, coming up with even simpler diagrams 
for them to grasp, right? Right. Um, you know, I didn't design these for third graders, but, um, you know, but I will. So, uh, I think that'll be, I think that'll be, um, beneficial for them. So just seeing pictures, right. Um, yeah, I can definitely use some more visuals. I think some of them, you never know who's a visual learner. So that'll be a good thing to implement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you ever show game film? Do you take game film? I know it's fifth grade, but. Yeah, we don't. Um, I don't know if any parents are taking full game videos. But yeah. Yeah, we should do that just to show them what they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm testing Game Changer um, today, actually. Uh, they have a new basketball, newish basketball app uh, that. Are you familiar with Huddle for high school? Um, I've heard above? of Huddle for high school. We use Game Changer for our softball team. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's their bread and butter was baseball, right? So did I. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah. Now they have an app for basketball. I wouldn't mind having like some stats just to kind of show our girls when they're improving, but I'm sure it'd be kind of overkill. We don't really have somebody who would be able to take stats during the game. Well, that's but, what this new game changer. I'm I'm just uh, from what I've read so far, and they gave me a demo. Um, you can it you just shoot the film like you would in huddle. It gives you some basic stats. So we'll see okay. how, how it, how it is, but uh, yeah, it gives you some basic stats on rebounds and I forget the other things that they're using, but um, yeah. yeah. But that's that, that, you know, it's just, yeah. And, and the way they, it has the app where, you know, you just set up your, set your phone up on a tripod and from what I understand, you don't need an uh, oscillating one. It you do it so you can get a picture of the entire court, and they have this image that is overlaid. Once you have all four corners down of the court, it looks pretty cool. And testing, okay. yeah, huh. it's just a something I think that would work at the like huddle. Obviously, is I mean, unless you have a big AU program and not you're not going to invest in invest in that. It's really expensive. Um, Good, good program though, but expensive hmm. uh, for this level. Just something, something to think about. Sure. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. All right, coach. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. Any other questions you might have, not even, you know, even if it's not related to this, that I can help you with while I have you? Um, no, that was kind of my main question. I wanted to, to bounce off of you. I just, Kind of running an offense and how to get get them moving more without the ball and just yeah. know, make something happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, I should have asked too on the defensive side. Well, are, are they are, are more are they playing also like a tight man to man or a gap defense? Like a what are you seeing denial um, defense? A little bit of both. It depends on the skill of the team. Um, mm. Some girls, you know. I just kind of right up against them, just playing playing man to man. Some yeah. some of the teams will be more well coached and have some help defense. Yeah, have some, um, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, it, yeah. It depends on the team, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That even if you know, a lot of times, um, you know, some of the feedback I get is, well, what about if they're are playing a, they're playing gap defense and they're really tight to the block? Doesn't matter. Right, still said that down screen actually gives you a better advantage coming off of it because they're yelling switch. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, right? So you actually have, uh, you actually create some good gaps and then you have that high low right underneath the basket, right? So sure. uh, and you just got to get, I understand you got to get the players to read that high low situation, but it, when it happens a lot, right? And you can say, you know, you can yell something out high low, right? As well, just so they, oh yeah, okay, I got to look for that the next time. And we miss it, you know, it happens. I'm just like, because, you know, the question is, I always get, well, coach, what if we miss it? I'm like, next play, just continue, right. right? Just go. Just keep play. moving. Somebody just else keep moving. open. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, you know, as you know, too, you know, we don't have a shot clock. So, like, literally, we have to shoot the ball once and make it and we can win, right? <laughs> of course, they don't do that. Uh, but, the con- you know, what I'm trying to convey to them is just be patient. It's going to open up. Don't force it, right? Just let it, let it flow and let the... Because the opposite is, or the the defense also is going to be impatient, and right. they're going to start cheating, and they're going to start right because they're like, I, oh, "This is ridiculous." I'm just running back and forth. I'm just going to steal the ball, and boom, there's your opportunity, right? right? Yeah, yeah, we haven't run into that too much where they're kind of packing the lane. Um, but yeah, something you do, to consider. Yes, you, you you have some driving lanes then potentially if you keep if you keep them moving. Right, and I'd like to yeah. yeah, like to keep them spaced out so that way some of our quicker guards right. can try and try and attack the lane. But yeah, I think just just more practice and more experience. I think they'll they'll start to get yeah, it. Yeah, oh, are you practicing finishing moves as well a lot? A little bit. I mean, we'll do some like layup stuff and do a move or maybe a, a two footed layup, but not not a whole lot. I'd like to mm-hmm. do more of that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, one or, of the things like that a, we do a contested a lot. layup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing to look at, we call them peak and pivots, um, that has really helped us is um they're they're driving in the lane. Uh Villanova does it really well. Um driving in the lane, two-footed stop, right? And then peak. Can I get a shot off? No, and then I'm look, then I'm doing my pivots, my up and unders and all of that. If it's not there, then I just kick it out and we go from there. But versus what I've saw a lot of times was forcing a shot that wasn't there um, kind of this straddle stop and then twisted throw to, you know, somebody behind you and they're passing off to their side. Right. Hey. Um, we just, I mean, we, we practice it every day, every practice. I mean, there's this two footed stop. We call it peak and pivots, like I said. So um, right. just start incorporating that in there. Cause no matter what you do, right. No matter what offense you do, you're going to need finishing moves. It's if it's, you know, floaters, um, uh, you know, if it's a peak and pivot, if it's some sort of, um, you know, I teach my players not to stop their dribble. You know, they all want to go to the corner, right? Because mm-hmm. there's open space there. And then they're like, right. oh, shoot, what do I do? It's like, and then they pick up the ball and then, ugh, right? Yeah. Well, I teach them not to stop, right? And just come out the other side if um, if it's there or up the lane. Kind of the Nash moves, mm-hmm. Um so it's something else to and just practice those moves. That's sort of one of the things that I found too. It's like no matter what offense I come up with, they still got to be able to finish. Some, you know, great. Yeah, we're all looking for that wide open, nobody on me. I'm just gonna do a layup. That's awesome. But you know how many times that happens in a game, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So some sort of contested layups, um, and mix it up a lot. And then you'll just find that that your offense will start opening up. Right. Yeah, give them some more tools, and they realize they can do more things. Finishing and yeah, I keep it really simple. Stuff. Like I said, we do we do the same ones every day. We just do yeah. some, you know, and then it starts to get like, oh, okay. In this situation, I'm going to use a floater. In this situation, I'm going to do 
right? Two footed, you know, two footed stop and pivots, right? Sure. Uh, and they start texting me now. I, I have the, this is seventh and eighth grade girls. Uh, they'll text me and say, and they'll send me clips. It's like, coach, look at this. This is a peak and pivot. I, you know, that they came across on their Instagram channel, right? It's like the perfect oh, sure. example. Yeah, I'll, right? I'll get the algorithms bring me a bunch of that stuff too. Yeah. But yeah. And sometimes I wish some of the girls would let you see some of the stuff that I get, but. I know, I know, I know. I wish they watched a little bit more basketball. And it's crazy. The girls that do watch basketball, um, they're, they're, it helps. Their IQ is mm-hmm. right up there, right? Um, and you got to have a love and a passion for it, you know, sit through a game, I suppose. But um, right. the other thing to think about that I've been really working on testing too um, is, and I talked about this in the previous podcast, was gamification get them excited, okay. bring joy, right. Um, you know, you know, reward, you know, uh, trivial points to free throws in the game, or, um, you know, you have two teams and, um, you know, you're, you're kind of battling that it actually increases the competitiveness in there, have a consequence at the end. If you lose, I mean, you can just think, think about, look at your, all your drills you do and think, okay, how can I, how can I gamify this? Right. Obviously, you're when you're introducing stuff a little bit different, but, um, you know, we have shot charts that we do, um, you know, for practice as well. Um, so we have, yeah, we have a lot of different things that we try to gamify practice as much as possible. It doesn't always mm-hmm. work completely and I need to do a better job of it. But I find that I find it brings out the competitive side and more so on the girls' side. Like the boys generally have it. Um, you know, they want to hit each other and, you know, push and shove and the girls are like, oh, I don't know if I can touch this is a foul. Right. Um, so they don't get into it that much. But if you give them a reason to, then they then they really start battling it out and teaches them that oh, basketball is a contact sport. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, coach. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, if you have any uh, other questions, absolutely follow up. And coaches out there, I hope uh, you found this to be helpful. Uh, coach Charles, again, thank you so much. And good luck. Keep me keep me uh, up to date on what's going on with the team. I would, I would appreciate that. And when you win your tournament next week, uh, send me a picture. We'll with do. The rings. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, sir. Take care. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks so much. Social Podcast Network.